0: forever canon the podcast where we talk about jason solo jaina solo and all the things that come between i'm justin and i'm tim and this week we're gonna talk about chapters 9 through 12 of book 3 of legacy of the force tempest but first previously on forever canon han and leia find a trap everybody spies the jedi master dies The solos make another assassin friend and a wild tunnel caught appears with secret whispers for Jaina and Zek. But that was last week. This week we start with chapter nine and we start with Luke and Mara arriving at the scene of master Lobie's murder. That's sad. It it is sad. That's so sad. That's their friend. Yeah. But they don't, They don't show a lot of grief in this scene. I'll say that right off the bat. But Luke says he he got a disbelieving, I say with air quotes that you can't see on the podcast, a disbelieving dispatcher call this morning like from the Jedi Temple telling him already what had happened. Probably not a lot of those calls. No. How many Jedi Masters do you think die on the regular in peacetime? None? Yeah. No. (laughs) In a murder. How many do you think are killed? Yeah, you, you would have, you'd have the
1: occasional one every 15, 20 years of someone dying of natural causes. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs>
0: or like, you know, on a dangerous mission, you know, there's still things to be done throughout the galaxy, but chilling in the garden on Coruscant, whacked.
1: Yeah, that don't happen. That
0: That's rare, man. And I just, I just think that's like, that's a point to be made on the perspective that like everybody's coming from here, where like. Right off the bat, I said they don't show a lot of grief. Maybe there's a lot of shock here.
1: Yeah, yeah. There'd be some. There'd be some shock. They've
0: been in peacetime for a little bit.
1: And yeah, and how, and I don't know if, if I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but based on who they I can know tell you is this, around,
0: anytime you have to ask that question, the answer is definitely yes. But go ahead.
1: Based on who is around right now, they're probably a little angry rather than. Grief, right? Who's
0: around? I don't even know what you mean.
1: Like with Lumaya being around, they're oh, well, they're going to be mad at her.
0: They do find that out here in the in the investigation, and it's funny. As soon as they show up, there's like a police bot flying around. Yeah, and it, the the police bot informs them that refusal to answer their questions could be grounds for a warrant. Could warrant a warrant, if you will. <laughs> yeah, which they think is strange. That's new. A new law passed in the middle of the night, the robot tells them. Weird. Not usually the time of day that the Senate passes laws.
1: Yeah, they normally do it during the day. People are awake.
0: They're just, this is you, you the machinations of the government behind the scenes. Like, they're yeah. cranking up the power the police have versus the terrorists. And they're doing it, like, under the table. Yeah, real shady, like. I think we're really starting to see the government fall apart here. Like, uh, the emergency powers are being enacted. We've seen, we've seen this before, you know, they're being stretched further and further. They call it the galactic loyalty act. Ugh. yeah. I don't like that. Don't like that. Maybe it's just my personality where I am. So don't tell me what to do. Oh yeah. I don't like the word loyalty like that. Like and the, they're enacted lo- yeah. enforced loyalty. Yeah,
1: I'd say for me because there have been Ugh. times that someone has like told me to do something, and I'm like, "Don't order me around." Yeah, because that is not going to work. Oh, out. it
0: just feels that it feels tight. Yeah, I feel tight. Yeah, I it's like, not good. I don't know, like talking about it. Either way, they're cranking up the power that's available to the police, and I have to wonder whose hands will this power land in. I wonder. Oh what a mystery this could be. <laughs> No spoilers. So Luke and Mara start going over the details of what's happened here with a Bith officer and a Rodian officer. And Luke reveals to them that uh, he was the one who asked Tresina Lobi, Master Lobi, to follow Ben. And he did that without telling Mara. And she does not like that. I don't know if you know that. No, uh, well, she's fiery. Come on, man. She doesn't want to be outspied either, I bet. She used to be a spy. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. You, you got to gotta tell your wife. Well, when you... <laughs> Some things. You know, they're having that disagreement about Jason's authority over their son.
1: I don't think going behind her back to doing something is going to
0: help. Really? Well, here's the thing. You probably, I mean, and this isn't a, a good rationalization for doing it, but you certainly don't think she's going to get murdered and you're going to get caught day one (laughs) it's true so like you probably think like i'm gonna have time to gather evidence and then the ends justify the means maybe yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no she got whacked the first night (laughs) mara calls the gag right away to get a hold of ben corporal LeCauf gets himself a new one ripped before telling her that ben is with jason on secret gag ship anakin solo jason's new star destroyer super star destroyer no uh, just star a regular destroyer. one i think it's just a regular one like the excesses of the old empire are not the kind of thing that fly with today's military no. keep them slim and slender <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep those ships fast i don't know but he gets in a lot of trouble mara mara just doesn't hold back on this corporal lookout plan. no she the, the jedi have no respect for the gag I. I think that's really funny And uh, And he's one of the good ones. Yeah, he is. He is the good guy. And he really likes Ben, and he's always looking out for Ben. But, I mean, they don't know that. No. They don't know his relationship with him. But I'll tell you what, it's uh, pretty lucky for Ben that he is off in space somewhere because his mom is mad. Yep. And Luke is convinced that Lumaya was the attacker. The cops say there's two attackers. Though who could the other attacker have been, they're saying amongst themselves. I know. I saw it. I read it. Yep. I know who it was. And I'm really happy about who it was. I know we talked about that last time. Yeah. But I think I kind of forgot about her, about Alam Arar. I did. I was, I, my like, my what memories of these books are just more focused around Lumaya. Yeah. And I do remember Tahiri being a big part of it. But I completely forgot about Alam Arar.
1: Yeah, the extent of her
0: part in it. Even though I love her character, and I especially love her team up with Lumaya, because like, you know, badass dark dark sisters, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun, and they're that's both a good like, name. and they're both like creepy weird.
1: I like that. That's a good Cre- name.
0: <laughs> creepy weird in different ways. Like Lumaya has a mechanical bottom half of her face, so she wears a shawl over all the time. And yeah, they're both half. You of her know is what? Robotic. Come to think about, they're both quite disfigured. And yeah. I wonder, how that's going to play? They're up.
1: they're twisted in a very literal sense.
0: But anyways, listen, we're getting out of hand. Nobody even knows Almerar is around yet, except for Lumaya, the only person that Luke Skywalker thinks was involved in this murder.
1: Well, anybody who read the books knows she's there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, if you know, you know. Yeah. But if you're just listening, go read the book. Yeah. Absolutely. Pause it. Pause it. I'll be here. Yeah. You can always come back. And we're back. All right. <laughs> now, you know Almerar is here. Luke decides, though, that with Ben off planet, it's time to go after the real murderer, Lumaya. It's time to go after her. Yeah. Like he, you don't often see Luke Skywalker gear up on the offensive. Outside of the original trilogy, no. Well, like once he's a grown man and not yeah. an eighteen, twenty. He, year
1: he's old. a true Jedi. Uses the Force for he, protection and defense, he, and he's
0: very, um, like, strict to that dogma. Yeah. Of, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if anybody out there reads the Wheel of Time series or has read it, but they're they're magic users. The they have a, a like, a sect of female magic users, and one of their strictures of their dogma is that you can't use the one power to hurt people. You can't use it as an attack. You can't like they swear magically on this rod and you can't physically do it. Okay. And so it's like kind of the same thing where you're portraying like the magic as benign, right? Yeah. And, or, or at least people are interpreting it that way inside of the narrative. And so, it gives you that good dichotomy. Like Luke Skywalker is a great mirror for Jason solo to stand in front of. Yeah. Because Jason solo is the one I know we're getting way off track here right now, but Jason solo is like, do the thing, justify the thing. And Luke Skywalker is like, don't do the thing on somebody until somebody does the thing to you. Yeah. It's here. He is though. Back to the point. I just remembered gearing up to go attack Lumaya, Like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's going hunting. They don't know where she is, but they start looking through the security cam feeds until they see a little line of static on the screen. Yeah. And the cops are like, well, that's clearly nothing. Great detectives. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, on the other hand, says, that's a force flash, fellas. We use it to disrupt cameras. And then he says, get that Sith. He doesn't say that, but yeah, no, that's, that's going on in his head. He, he is. He's totally, I mean, I know he already committed to it earlier in the book and like told Mara build a show tower, or she said she was going to and all that jazz. But here he goes. They're, they're going to track her down through this footage and they're on the trail now, man. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is hunting a Sith. That's actually, I a... Luke Skywalker is on the hunt for a Sith right now in this book. Yeah. That's pretty major. I'm so wrapped up in just Lumaya being in the background of Jason too. Yeah. And because, you know, she says her motives are what they are and and whatever <laughs> really. <laughs> exactly. We don't know and we won't know. But her intentions are to be killed by Luke Skywalker according to him.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what he she's getting all up in his business and he's like,
0: "All right, fine." Yeah, here I come. Here I come. Chapter ten. Luke and Mara are at Lumaya's apartment. They track the cams as far back as they could because welcome to Coruscant. There's cameras everywhere. Yep. Smile. Have a nice day. They track her all the way back to her apartment. They're standing there with Officer One and Officer Two, uh, whatever their names are. It and they uh, you or something. They get the uh, building manager to open up the apartment, which is just like a hilariously. Down to earth, little thing. Where like they gotta go. It's, the, it's the owner of the apartment building. Yeah, and they, they gotta go, go talk to, to the building manager. And he's like, "Hey, I need you to." They're like, "I need you to open this apartment up, police business." Blah blah blah. Just as he's about to put in the secret code to open up the door, Luke and Mara shout, "No, stop!" Yeah, and he do, and thank goodness, their Spidey sense, I mean, Jedi danger sense, was totally right. They open up the panel. Oh, my God. There's a hidden bomb. Surprise. What what do they do? Mara disassembles the bomb in about five seconds. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you know this, but she used to be a spy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She's got a lot of handy skills and like
1: top quality. Probably used to be her job to put those bombs in those panels.
0: Well, some may say that. (laughs) It could be a possibility. I wouldn't want to say one way or the other. Either way. Disarm now, Tim. Yeah, that's all that yeah, matters. Stop that's all that matters. To, stop trying to ruin, drag up tweets, old tweets from Marjade Skywalker and ruin her career. Here we go. They break into the apartment. Lumai is not home. They're having a hard time finding any evidence of how the heck she followed Ben to the plaza, garden, yeah. square. Which would be tough since she didn't. <laughs> she <laughs> She didn't. She met Jason there. Yeah. She wasn't following Ben. Had nothing to do with Ben. They look in her bedroom, there's nothing. Look in the kitchen, nothing. Look in the closet, nothing. Sneaky. They're like, she, there's barely even anything here. They even talk about how she must have like a whole traveling kit worth of uh, repair parts, parts and machine parts because yeah. she's half machine and blah, blah, blah. And Luke has one hand and he's got to carry a toolbox everywhere he goes and <laughs> all this jazz. And they're like, where's all her rebuilding parts? So they're, they're kind of, I don't know, they, they're really uncertain about where she is and how long she's going to be gone for. We know where she is. Yep. She's probably, I don't know if he explicitly told her to meet him there after she killed the Bothans, but she must be on the Anakin solo. I would assume. With Ben and Jason. That's for you out there. <laughs> but they don't find anything until the officer one and officer two step in and they jack into the what do they call it the central com port yeah. aka the doohickey
1: yeah, they, just they plug
0: in. into the doohickey and what do they find the list of those Bothan politicians that she's been murdering every night for weeks or yeah. a week or days I don't know and then while they're tapping on these files and so on they trip a GAG security check Luke and Mara Uh-oh. say, What? Why would that have a GAG lock on it here in Lumaya's apartment? Luke didn't bother guessing. He was beginning to fear the answer was a lot less complicated than they realized. And the thought was causing an icy lump to gather in his belly. Finally, Luke Skywalker is putting it together. Lumaya and Jason. Are working together. They ask the manager. What's the name on this lease? Fake name. Who do they work for? Some fake travel company. That specializes in trips to. Hoth. Geonosis. And Dagobah. (laughs) Which right away. I got got that hint. That was hilarious. They're all awful places to visit. One of them is Freezing Ice Planet. One of them is Stinky Gas Bug Farm. One of them is what was the last one? Dagobah, swamp, yeah. stinky swamp planet. Yeah, no, terrible. Obviously a fake travel company. I thought yeah. that. I just thought that was pretty funny. Like, that's a good. That's a good way to subtly lay it out there. And it is suspicious to the Jedi. Luke knows he's been everywhere. Well, not to Geonosis, but he's been a two out of three. He knows. Yeah, he, he they're knows not. The they're not really uh, destinations. Three good name drops though. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, bad tourist spots. Here's a question. Which one is the worst? Which one for you out of those three would be the worst travel destination?
1: I would hate going to Hoth.
0: <laughs> Me too. Like, I
1: hate the cold. But you
0: know what else I hate? Heat and humidity. Like, Dagobah Swamp out. Geonosis looks hot and gassy, and it's full of bugs. Okay, if you had to choose to three, which one would you go to? I know, I'm trying to think. Probably Hoth. Want to know why? No bugs. I hate bugs the most. The other two are definitely full of bugs. The Geonosian ones are about four feet tall. (laughs) Yes, they are. And the other things in the swamp, not cool. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I'm going Dagobah. I'm going to Hoth. You're going to Dagobah? I would go to Dagobah. I don't mind the heat and humidity. Well, there's your first mistake. Or 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 bugs, like I used to work outside, so bugs all the time. So but time. I and I watched the movies. Ooh. Dagobah It's cool.
0: Alright. Fine. It probably would be. As fun. long as
1: I don't go in the water and get eaten by that thing that eats our two.
0: But like Hoth. Just like Let's bring a snowboard, bruh. Let's carve these ice caps. Bruh. It's okay, I don't pretty, know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know, know either. <laughs> But, but you could do things there.
1: Uh, on every planet there's things that want to kill you, so
0: I know. What if you go to Geonosis and there's a Viracl though and you become best friends with it and then you jump down and you put your hood down and you say hello there <laughs> <laughs> and somebody says General Kenobi Yeah <laughs> then your life is made and the internet loves it. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. Email us forevercannonpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what your favorite travel destination in the Star Wars universe would be. Be interesting. And let me know what your least favorite in the Star Wars universe would be. Also, anywhere you can't shred Nar Pow, bro. Oh jeez.
1: Oh
0: jeez. I don't know, that was pretty good, man. Anyways, the Jedi are onto this. It's obviously a fake travel company. And they call the fake number attached to this fake travel company. As you would. And who answers the phone? Corporal LeCalf. Yep. Wouldn't you know it? Corporal LeCalf of the GAG is on the other end of this phone for this fake travel agency. Isn't that amazing? And this is when Luke puts it together in stone. If Lumaya was working with GAG... And she was working with Jason too. That's it. That's it. One simple sentence. Yep. And now all of his fears have been proven correct. All of his misgivings and mistrustings have been, have been proven at least temporarily correct because either he's working with her on purpose or, and I would imagine you wouldn't assume this of Jason solo that he's being tricked. Yeah. You wouldn't assume that. No. He's too smart for that. He's the smartest boy in the whole galaxy. He's been told. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> a couple he, a couple times. He is Space Jesus 2.0. <laughs> like, when Porygon evolves and it becomes Porygon 2. Yep. I don't know who Porygon Z is in this universe. They cut everything off. So, I don't know. We'll never know. But, at this point, Luke is damn convinced. And it's bad news. And... On the phone with Luke Skywalker, for some reason, LeCoultre just totally spills the beans about where everybody is. Now, this just kind of seemed weird to me. I know, like, they're Jedi. They're high-ranking Jedi. The highest-ranking Luke on the phone with him. Yeah. But, like, he just tells him everything. He tells him where Jason is. He tells him where Ben is. He tells him where the Anakin Solo is in HAPES. Yeah. He tells him that they took a quarter of the GAG with them and he tells them what they're doing. They're going to solve the terrorist attack against tunnel Ka. Isn't that a lot of like sensitive government information that he shouldn't probably be giving to Luke Skywalker?
1: I think the only one that the only part of it that doesn't make sense is the, how many people like he has with them.
0: It's a bit of an overshare, but it, yeah. like all of it is well, but that especially is yeah. like that's like the cherry on top that kind of yeah. makes the point. It's like, like why? Why would <laughs> you tell them that? It like He's, it has nothing Luke to do. Force influencing him over the phone. Like I don't know. They don't say any such thing. But like, well, I think. Could
1: he be? I think Lukash has his own Maybe misgivings yeah, about Jason. That's true. He and does. wants to protect Ben.
0: You know what? That is the right way to read that motivation, Tim. Good call, dude. <laughs> because I kind of thought about that, and then I think I just glossed over that earlier when I was reading it. Yeah. And I just kind of got stuck on that. But yeah, you know what? This might be his subtle way of like undermining Jason and yeah. trying to protect Ben. That's a good, uh, really good
1: point. If you need to get Ben, here's where he is yeah. and here's what you'll have to go through to get to him.
0: And and, and the subtext is, I think you should go get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and before Luke is even off the phone with the space with Corporal yeah. LeCalf, Mara's on the other line, on his phone. They swapped phones. She said, get the ship ready in 20 minutes. We're coming. We're going. Yep. Done. What do you think about that? This is heating up. Yeah, Luke and Mara are
1: finally getting involved.
0: They're yes, involved. I was going to say action, but you're right, involved at all. (laughs) Like That's a tremendous difference. It's going to make a big difference to the story. They're two big deals, and they're finally jumping into the freaking pool. Everybody else has been drowning in this whole time. Yeah. Like, my God, Grandmaster Skywalker. Hey, you want to start the engines?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're they're the the lifeguards that aren't paying attention, just letting people.
0: Yeah, just making out with each other over by the beach house or whatever, the pool house.
1: That was going to be the reference I was going to make, too.
0: (laughs) Anyways, chapter 11.
1: They're married. It's allowed.
0: <laughs> Chapter 11. They're married. <laughs> Story over. Done. <laughs> Chapter 11. We see inside that G.A.G. ship and we see Jason staring out the window, aka viewport, fancy, of the Anakin Solo on its first flight. Yeah, I guess. Right. Certainly its first mission. Looking out at hapes. Mildly freaking out about his lover and daughter almost being killed by terrorists. Mm -hmm. Flip-flopping between, air quotes again, what he says, fantasies of mass vengeance and feelings of self-reproach. Yeah. So he's flip-flopping between kill everybody and feel bad about wanting to kill everybody. (laughs) His real motivation... I don't know if anybody else is going to draw this line back to Papa Vader, Grandpa Vader. He's going to go kill all the Tusken Raiders. Not just the men. Yeah. The women and children, too. (laughs) You know? That's what's up right now. But he also has the flip side. Because he's a grown man. Yeah. He's not a 20-year-old or whatever Anakin was. He's a 30-something-year-old. 31. And he's like, you should feel bad about wanting to kill everybody. (laughs) So... Maybe he's right, you know. Maybe maybe uh, uh Lumaya is telling the truth, or God probably just warping the truth to manipulate him. But maybe the truth is he is emotionally a lot stronger than Darth Vader was, uh, Anakin Skywalker was. He is a lot more prepared and capable to resist all the downfalls of the of the dark side. You know, which just him it going that true. direction
1: makes Lumaya's manipulation skills that much more impressive
0: right yeah for like, real whoa while he's staring at heaps after he's done flip-flopping between super murder and super feel bad he starts tripping balls yes he does major tripping balls having a forced vision which he specifically mentions he can't willingly make it happen yet yet he says yet like you can Imagine having the ability to force yourself to see the future. Like a lot, oftentimes that kind of, that kind of mutant power is like portrayed as fleeting coming and going. You don't have control over it. It just happens. You know what I mean? You're just the messenger. You're just the interpreter. What if you could force it and like just, he can flow, walk to the past and see the past. He sounds like he's going to learn how to flow walk into the future and see the future. Like yeah. Force a vision of the future. Pretty amazing. This is what he sees. White, blazing eyes in a well of darkness. Turns into a face and mouth enveloping the whole planet and then the whole system and then the whole galaxy and the whole time is just saying, Mine, mine, mine. Mine. Like, as it's expanding its darkness, the two shining eyes saying mine, mine, mine. What the heck do you think that is, Tim? Put you on the spot. What do you think that is? Well,
1: it's it's not him, per se, because he's not feeling that. But it's someone wanting to just have control over everything not necessarily destroy everything
0: well who's the someone though that's kind of the, the key of it, yeah right?
1: I think I think it like it is him he just doesn't feel it right because he doesn't it's want like that it's his
0: subconscious
1: yeah or it's his like say the dark side of the force having it's own sort of will kind of
0: yeah maybe that would be really interesting like like just like Destiny. Yeah, the dark side wants control. His destiny. (laughs) You know, he is the destiny man. Yeah. I think that's an interesting idea, Tim. I'm going to tell you what it is. (laughs) Because I know what it is. Because I think I know what it is. Oh, okay. And I think we're going to be revisiting... Some of these tags in my book are different color than others, and you can't see what's written on them. I think this is the big bad from the next book series from the Fate of the Jedi. Okay. Because I believe it is described with the two twinkly eyes in the like the the blazing shining white eyes in the darkness. And this is the second time I think in this book series that this big bad has been alluded to. The first one was in the first book. Yeah. So I think they're like nine books ahead already. And the first one planning a, a, a big bad guy for the next book series. And here again, Ooh. I, if you know what I'm talking about out there, email us in forever cannon at gmail.com. If you know what I'm talking about and if you think it's that same big bad, because yeah, I do,
1: that's one of the series that I haven't read. So that's right.
0: And that'll be what's <laughs> up next after this. And I really, here's another one of those tags. I'm really looking forward to revisiting these and seeing if if I was right or if it if it lines up at all. That's what I think. That'll be exciting. That's what you think. What Jason thinks is that he's seeing himself laying out a Sith dynasty, spreading darkness across the universe. Yeah. He is internalizing it, like you said. He is. But this is where they lay out their plan probably the most clearly they ever have. And they just say it simply. Lumaya says, okay, you're not going to spread darkness across the galaxy. Just stop that right there. The Sith way is the way of peace, Lumaya corrected. To bring peace, first we must bring justice and order. To bring justice and order to the galaxy, first we must control it, Jason said. I know. And that, I think, is like the most clearly they've laid out the steps of what they're trying to do together in in a while. Because uh, they have been, you know, kind of flying by the sea of their Jedi pants. Yeah. Sith pants. (laughs) But uh, Sith shorts? Who knows? It depends on if it's warm. It usually is when you're full of hatred. But, the thing is that this is, like, the most clearly they put it out, like, first you get the power, then you get the control, then you get the peace. Yeah, which... And you do it by forcing it down. Like, that's what's implied there, you know? is like, It's a good thought in theory.
1: Like, like it's If a,
0: you have the moral integrity to walk that line yeah. and not fall to the dark side, which... Is what she's trying to convince Jason he's strong enough to do the whole time, right? And they have a really, really big conversation here. Like, I, I mean, a long one, but like a big deal of the conversation. Yeah. An important conversation. She reveals a lot of how far back she's been helping manipulate events. They talk about how her and v- Vergere, and if you don't know who Verger is, go look it up. We'll wait for you. Or... Just wait for us to get to the new Jedi Order books, which will be after Fate of the Jedi. So we're about 10 books out, 12 books out on that. 15? We're on book three. Six more to go, nine more. We're about 15 books away from starting the new Jedi Order. So
1: if you can wait about three and a half years. Just
0: tuck in and buckle (laughs) up. Just put us on every night. Have a little snoozy snooze to the sweet, sweet voices of J-Bunny and T-Bone Baby. All right. (laughs) She talks about how her and Vergere had considered many possible champions for their Sith dynasty. They considered Mara. They considered Luke. They considered Jaina. They considered Leia. But Jason was the best choice from the start, and he proved himself to be. She said, you didn't want to use the super weapon center point to destroy the Yuuzhan Vong. And that was a strong... Show of your moral character, and your decisions under pressure, and how you'll you you don't crack and you don't bend. And then, she says you also defeated Savong Law in in one on one combat, the super strong Yujan Vong head of yeah, their yeah the leader uh, guy warriors, and that was a, a test of your your physical strength and your ability to overcome adversity and accomplish all goals and blah blah blah. She doesn't say as much of that, but well, that's what she's that's saying. the message, right? all of her conversations revolve around hammering the same railroad tie down over and over and over again. Like he keeps popping up with a little bit of like uh unsureties, a little, a little bit of apprehension over yeah. and over again. And she keeps going like, wham, no wham. You're strong enough. Wham. You're smart enough. Wham. Your emotions are strong. Wham. You're, yeah. You can handle it. Like
1: just telling him again and again that he's the best. And
0: yeah, like no one ever was in the galaxy except for your grandpa. <laughs> but you can do it better if you don't kill all the younglings at once. On you. Just spread them out over time. Yeah. But not your daughter. Which is another thing that comes up in this conversation where, you know, after they talk about how uh, he's been put on this path and he and he starts to question, like, how much has even been in my control over the last decade of my life since I was kidnapped by Verger and tortured in the embrace of pain and broken and made a new man all for the purpose of walking the Sith path. Like how much of my life has even been in my control? And before he even has time to like finish, finish digesting that thought, she starts attacking him about his loyalty and his devotion and dedication to sacrificing what he loves in the name of accomplishing peace for the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Like that's always the the flip side of her coin. Are you, are you really willing to sacrifice everything? And he thinks, "Mm, no, he says, I'm I'm not. He he thinks to himself, like, I'm not, not 10. i and Alana. I can't, I can't do it. I'm not that strong, but he seems to think that she knows about them now. Yeah. And that she's trying to use them to manipulate him. But that's the thing she keeps asking him over and over. Which, I kind of have a problem with this here. Because if you remember back to the end of book two, Jason very specifically said...
1: Yes, he did. He was
0: willing to kill his lover and daughter by the end of the second book. So we've got some emotional backpedaling here Mm -hmm. in the character, which... could be justified. Yeah, I guess you know, but doesn't really make sense in the context of the narrative, and just keeps dragging out this repetitive thing of her questioning him over the same things over and over. Which is that for a point?
1: I think on her side, it is for a point because she knows if she has been looking at him this long, she knows what kind of person he is, and if she says. Hey, are you going to do this? He wants to be the best. He wants to be strong enough. Yeah. So he'll be like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah like you keep challenging him if you keep doubting him, he'll do it. Yeah.
1: Dare him to do something and he'll do it
0: kind of. In in the story, yeah. But like thinking about it from if I'm if you're writing this, why are you writing her like he's getting annoyed with her? Yeah. So why? Why are you setting him up to get annoyed with her? And where is this tension going to keep building? And the, this, uh, when is the break going to happen between the two of them? Cause that's what they're setting up. She is going to push him to make a sacrifice. He's not willing to make. And yeah. then it's going to be a problem in their relationship. Like their uh, character relationship. Yeah. So is that why she keeps just repeating the same things to him and bothering him about it? Like to bother him, you know what I mean? Like, is that the reason? Or is it just because he is kind of, is he being wishy-washy? I don't know. He doesn't I don't know. seem to be. Not, not Except outwardly. Except for this one thing that's been specifically peeled back. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was like, yeah, I'll kill him. And he's like, but I, but I won't.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe as a thought, but
0: now that he's close to them, he's like, no, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of being close to them, who just so happens to arrive on the Anakin Solo raid right at this moment? Tenokah, Alana, Lady Galmi, and a droid, which I want to talk about in a second. But anyways, Ben calms in. They're here. They say, we're coming straight for you. Ben escorts them in. And uh, let's talk about this Alana's nanny droid. Yep. Here's how it's described. A droid with a cherub face. If I'm correct, a cherub means like a like a baby, like a, like those angel babies. Yeah, from like games, a, like a, like a, a cupid, cupid. cupid. Yeah, cherub baby face, and a synth skin torso.
1: Okay, so fake skin.
0: Is this droid? Does it look like a human? Yeah, humany. Is this the first? Are there human droid? I've never heard of a human looking droid in Star Wars. Before. You know what they look like? Walking metal monstrosities always. They don't look like humans. Yeah, hers has a face and skin.
1: Um, there are a few throughout the series. Like, if you if you've read the Han Solo trilogy, I have not. Um, what's his name? Prince Zizer has one. It cost him some like ten million credits or something. So and, it's
0: like super duper advanced tech. Yeah, and like the the metal skin droids everywhere is this like cheaper yeah and so Tunnel is super rich yeah she's and the queen and you not want a creepy metal droid nanny for your daughter
1: nope
0: so you get her a baby face skin covered robot instead yeah Oh, <laughs> this is a nightmare. This yeah. is horrifying. Why does it have a baby cherub, a cherub face? Does that even just maybe mean like chubby cheeks and looks young? Like it's yeah, not necessarily like... a baby doll head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh god. Know? I guess maybe you would make it look younger, so it's like the kid maybe no, or no, but no doll heads. More, like oh my god,
1: it's got to be so. Alana's more comfortable
0: with it. And I have more problems with this segment here. Okay. This scene. So, creepiest droid ever in Star Wars. Great. Alana then rushes over, jumps into Jason's arms. Adorable. Mm-hmm. She loves him. I don't know if she knows no. that he's her dad. No. I, I think maybe he, she does, and I think they might have alluded to One time they said something <laughs> about... E- Alana would know not to talk about her parentage, her who whoever her father. Would. Like she would know, as the princess or whatever. You wouldn't talk about that, anyways. So maybe she does know, but anyways, that's not my bickering point. My problem is a stupid, stickly, prickly little nerd point here. Okay, where she jumps in his arms and she calls him. Should I? Maybe I should say. She yumps into his arms. Yeah. Because she calls him Jedi. Jason. She also oh. calls him Jason with the j- ha- j- hard J. J. Yeah. So you can't say Jedi, but you can say Jason. J- bullshit, Troy. Yeah. Pick a lane, Troy. Pick a lane, yeah. Troy. Yeah. You done mess that dialogue up. Where's your editor? Call your editor right now. Tell him you let me slip a Jedi in there with a hard J in the next sentence. I didn't even notice that. Come on, like come on. First of all, kids don't like. I guess it's hard to like express in type in type how a child garbles words up with mouth full of marbles. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to portray it, but like Jedi, no, that's like that seems so pandering. And she says "stwong," like, no. My kids have said many ridiculous, wrong, and funny things over the years. For example, "disgusting" is not disgusting; it's disgusting. Yeah, that's it. You know, like, not "stwong." Like, this is queerly made up, a fake baby voice that I'm doing. Well, you say that, but my brother (laughs) had a hard time
1: saying else. I know. So he wanted to say, he would say like the word like love and it would come out like a W would come out love.
0: Right. But then would he say loaf in the next sentence and the L would be fine? No, no, absolutely not. Right. And so it comes across so pandering and like fricking whatever. You don't have to be good at writing kids. I don't care. But, but pick one it's gross yeah pick a lane man it's just kinda, yeah it freaking it rattled me dude <laughs> I, I know that's so stupid but i was like oh my come on it was it was it's like back-to-back sentences Jedi. anyways it occurs to jason that it's time to put her down Town call says it's time to get down because lady galney strikes a look on her face where she's getting curious but why is this kid so close with this Jedi? yeah and uh so you know you gotta put the kid down for the fear of anybody finding out that you're her dad, and you also now have to send everybody away, lady galney go go ahead, Ben will show you to your suite and uh, take the kid and take the freak beast droid with you also with <laughs> the synth skin, yeah. That's what they call, like, the Band-Aid patches that they put on, like, for burns and stuff yeah. in the Star Wars universe. They call it, like, synth skin, right? Yeah, that's what um, yeah. Luke has on,
1: on his hand eventually. I
0: guess he would, right? Yeah. yeah. On, on his robot hand.
1: Yeah. It's not just robot the whole time.
0: Be a lot cooler if it did. Yeah. But... it's It's just... The droid part of it, and it's like it takes care of a kid all its life. It's a nanny, and you got... What? it's the only one around that's got skin on yep what does that droid think about all the other droids just naked, think that they're naked. <laughs> oh, I'd rather hang here with the child she's the only one wearing clothing <laughs> everyone else is naked out there <clears throat> anyways I don't know why that would be the droid voice I don't know everybody sends away gets sent away leaves away runs away I don't care they're all gone it's the moment I've been waiting for for three books Jason and Tunnel Ka alone by themselves. What do we get? A hug. Yeah. That's it. A hug. That's it. Come on, man. Like
1: you uh, can do that with your, with this your This is your ship. Attitude. This is your ship. Yeah.
0: You already swept for listening devices and recording devices with your own sneaky droid. This is your ship. Get some lit. On that lip <laughs> in your ship. Uh, why not give her a little smooch light years away for how many actual years? I don't know. I just thought that was kind of lame. That's it. Just a hug. Let me backtrack here for a minute. Cause I skipped over an important point. Why it was so important for Jason to get Ben out of there too, because he wouldn't want to jog Ben's memory. Nah. Of when Jason found out he was Alana's father and Ben was there. So, what did he do? He yep. wiped his memory. Yeah. Here we are. Fools, Tim. Fools thinking <laughs> the first time he wiped his memory was back on Bemeal. Yeah. Or uh, XJ73205 Niner, Roger, Roger, kick him in the clodgers. But, Fools, yeah. Simple fools we were. How how dare we underestimate Jason's ability? Sorry, underestimate.
1: Oh, please don't.
0: <laughs> Yedi Wason's ability. No, it's awful. Yet, yet don't I, even write it.
1: Yedi Jason, you messed that up. No, I so, said Wason. Uh, you did, but <laughs> you gotta do it sense, how the but writing is. The thing. It doesn't make sense either. It's it, not the right. Neither one. One, neither one works. It, anyways,
0: anyways, the man's a horrible dude. He already was, I think, already a bad guy. Maybe. Yeah. Oh. You know, I go back to the beginning of the book and I'm like, guy. I'm like, I love Jason Solo, and then you're like, hmm, he did bad things before he started turning to the bad side, the bad side, <laughs> the dark, the dark side, if you will. <laughs> but like,
1: he's a secretive hmm. guy. That's what that proves, at the very least.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, secretive guy. At the very least, willing to, willing to wipe his. I mean, I guess you got to keep the baby safe, right? Kids. Not big mouths. I don't know, but he just seems to throw around this MIB memory wipe stuff like he's the champ of it. Yeah. Like, poof, yeah. re- red light. Doesn't chow, doesn't need no neuralizer for that. No, he just does it with his fingers. Probably not you. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> he just does it with his mind. Okay. <laughs> Rewind that. He does not do anything with his fingers to his child cousin. Here is the thing. Let's get back to the part I was talking yes. about before. Everybody leaves, and they just have a hug. They just have a hug. All right. We already talked about that. Fine. Just a hug? Fine. Just thought, you know. Thought of them two kids doing it. <laughs> That's for my office fans out there. <laughs> if you're an office fan, email us. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Let me know how disgusted you are right now. So, she tells Jason what's going on. It turns out they gathered up all the witnesses from the coup attempt in her super secret underground prison in the palace that nobody even knows about let alone has access to except for a few close close guards and nobles yep they were all poisoned to death <laughs> all of them not hmm. just the people who were saying uh, negative things people who were also saying positive things both sides of the story dead talent says they're trying to frame me they're trying to get my nobles to disavow me. They're trying to make me look like I'm just killing everybody to cover something up. Oh, also Jaina was there. Yep. Sorry. Didn't mention that right away. Oh, also uh, your parents were there. Uh, Also looks like they were involved in trying to kill me. Just going to put that out there. And she just (laughs) like drops the mic on the (laughs) deck. But Jason doesn't, he's not mad. So he says, yeah, he says he feels Almost relieved. Maybe Alana was not the sacrifice Lumaya kept talking about. Maybe his parents were what he would be required to surrender. And maybe their deaths would not be a cold-hearted act of betrayal after all. Maybe he would be serving the balance. Merely delivering a final and terrible justice to one more pair of murdering terrorists. Wow. Uh, Yeah. uh, No, no. Why does he think this though? The reports are in. Han Solo was involved in killing Thrak and Sal Solo. The intelligence is in. He's in the GAG. He knows. Yep. He saw the reports. His dad already killed one president.
1: (laughs) That's true.
0: And so now they're implicated... In killing a queen, his lover, his daughter, and he doesn't have a whole lot of reason to doubt that anymore. And Ka doesn't particularly give him a whole lot of reason either. You know? She, uh, yeah. she actually says, he asks her, well, first of all, she says, like, yeah, there's conflicting reports. Some say that they were fighting the attackers, and then some say that they were leaving with one of them and helping one of them. Yep. And he says, uh, do you have any reason to really believe the, the positive reports? And she says, not really. And so that's it. That's the last straw for him. Tanokai tries to stop him, but Jason puts out a GAG warrant for his parents. Right or wrong? What do you think?
1: Um, I wouldn't put out an official warrant for my parents. Mm. I would look for them. I
0: mean, he doesn't have the force. <clears> he <throat> could yeah. reach out to his mom instantly. Yeah. Literally instantly. <laughs> I All would
1: right. be more cost speed and giving him the benefit of the doubt, finding them, but not an official warrant.
0: But she doesn't know that Han Solo killed a president. Jason does. She yeah. doesn't know... That Han Solo was a total hypocrite dickhead last time Jason saw him. And so now, put the pieces together if you're Jason. The last time I saw him must have been shortly after he killed Boba Fett. And then he gave me the cold shoulder for killing someone who was trying to kill him.
1: He killed Thraken, not Boba Fett. Killed yeah. Thraken with Boba
0: Fett. Yes. I knew I knew. I, I said you. something wrong there in that, in that little ramble. But either way, yeah. he knows... Oh, when my dad was being a total dick to me, uh, it was, like, right after he murdered a president, so he's being a, a real hypocrite. Yeah. Still... He's got, I think, good reason, man. Well,
1: still, because he's Jason, because he's got the, the force and he can reach out to his mom, you yeah. say, hey, this is." I hear all this stuff's right. going on, and then if they still continue trying to elude him... Yeah, I think, I think you are warrant. right. Like,
0: given the... The supernatural, uh, given the supernatural circumstances of like his ability to get into contact with them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty big rush to skip past that part. Even
1: if he didn't have that and he just
0: sent him a regular message, a
1: regular message and said, Hey, "Hey, what the hell? (laughs)
0: Hey, Hey, what?
1: Yeah. And then if they continue to evade him and, like, not answer him, then maybe official warrant would be necessary.
0: Well, maybe they wouldn't answer him. Because chapter 12. Here they are. Speak of the murdering... Here they are. Speak of the murdering terrorist devils themselves. It's Han and Leia. And maybe they wouldn't answer. Because they're hanging out on the Falcon with that assassin so maybe they wouldn't want to answer a call from Jason Solo because they're busy having an anxious chit-chat and a little meal prep time with their new assassin friend, Nashta. What do you yeah. think about that name? Well, or how did
1: you read it? That's how I read it, cool. Nashta, but she that's a name she chose for herself. <laughs> yeah, like, We don't even know what her name is yet.
0: But like, hey, what do you think about her name-choosing skills? It's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it's it. It's not bad. What was that really bad one? What was that really bad one? I said I would never forget. Oh. It was a name. It was only said once. It was so bad. Oh. That was the first book, right? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I forget it. Anyways, her name is fine, but she is some kind of freaky unknown species. Even she doesn't know what she is. Mm-hmm. She said her dad came like a shadow in the night to her mother. I'm like, okay that's bad yeah and she doesn't know what she's half human half something and she says I live for a long time Leia says you want to have something for dinner she says yeah can I get four steaks
1: yeah, thawed. Like, yeah <laughs> Frosted. that's it yeah I want them
0: bloody first of all gross disgusting but we'll get back to And that. why are you eating all our food Leia's like that's weird I guess but alright The assassin is currently Suspicious of the solos So their plan is to turn that around
1: Will this (laughs) jicklip Will this jicklip
0: Alright I'm going to take a moment Thank you Because I need to step out of this right now Will this jicklip That sounds So offensive (laughs) And I don't even get offended About things No, At all Will this jicklip? Yeah. That sounds rude. Like don't say that in front of your mom. Mom, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Will this jicklip. Yeah. That's that's foul. That's foul language. Yeah. even in space. Even in space, that's a swear. <laughs> that's a gross one. Anyways, back to Han and Leah. This Nashta jicklip is feeling quite suspicious of them. They don't seem to know the plan, after all. They don't know where they're supposed to go, and they didn't really know much of what was going on in the palace. So, so this assassin is kind of more on the side of, uh, I don't trust these folks yet. it aside. I will win her trust with my super honesty. <laughs> and that's how we'll find out who's behind this. The only way we can find out who ordered this attack is by being super honest. So they have a conversation about how you ne- she never wanted kids. She was afraid. Did they it turn out to be Darth Vader? <laughs> <laughs> Choke on that one for a second. Um, until she had a Force vision while she was on Tatooine. Leia let her sentence trail off, unable to help wondering if she had misinterpreted events all those years ago. If she should have seen Jason's dark future in the burning eyes of the Force vision she had experienced if she should have heard the menace in its cruel-voiced message mine mine she had concluded at the time that the force was trying to tell her that she belonged to it that she needed to entrust it with her future but now now she could not help wondering if the vision had been something darker some unseen evil laying claim to her issue I've read this somewhere before. Yep. A similar vision that Jason just had moments (laughs) earlier, (laughs) standing on the, uh, looking at the viewport of the Anakin solo. And for me thinking again, that this is tied to the big bad from the next series. I'm like, damn, if that was really in a book like forever ago. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't checked. I haven't done the homework on that. And like, Maybe there was no specific plan of what it was going to be, you know, but you just cherry pick this thread that was left hanging and you just yank it through the rest of the story up until the point where you're writing stuff. And then you leave it hanging for the next book series. That that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. This is what, if it's what I think it is and I don't know, I think I'm pretty right. That's cool. But here's a problem. I have a question. Is terrible force vision interpretation uh, hereditary thing cause <laughs> is she brain dead a menacing voice says mine mine and she thinks it just wants me to trust the force
1: what yeah no that's the uh, no, smart she... woman <laughs> yeah
0: what the hell is that yet Jason
1: I don't what have is that I don't have any any Stars reason Mater? why she would
0: think that Having forced visions in the nighttime. Having nightmares about my mother being murdered and tortured. What do I do? I killed them all. (laughs) Women and children too. I hate sand. It's coarse. It's rough. It gets everywhere. So I killed them all. Uh, You didn't interpret that vision very well. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Jason Solo. You're also having a vision uh, almost all the time about you are turning to the dark side. You're having fl- momentary flashes of things all the time. And you just think probably spreading darkness across the galaxy, but I think I got to do it. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks Skywalker clan. You guys are real good at this. Yeah. Ruin everything. Oh my god. Through the generations. She even she describes the voice as menacing. Yeah. Maybe that's in retrospect, but I can't imagine how you'd miss it the first time. Yeah, no. know. Especially if you're afraid to have babies because you think they're going to be bad guys. And then you have a vision where something says, mine, mine, mine. And you're like, I got to trust the force. That's yeah. what I got to do. What? That, <laughs> that is... makes no sense. Oh my God. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm missing information, you know? But the puzzle doesn't look complete here. That doesn't seem to make sense. No. Unless it is like a, a genetic defect. <laughs> Maybe it is, you know? Maybe they're not supposed to be good at it.
1: A genetic defect to misread force visions? I
0: don't know. Is that is that is that, is that a thing? I'm
1: just I'm asking it Sounds for, like
0: a thing. I'm asking for a friend. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, she tells Nashta, Nashta everything. She tells her everything. At, totally open and honest. To the point where like Han is like shooting her looks like, Why what? <laughs> why are you telling her everything that we feel about our children and raising them and wow what a well of a job we've done and stuff like that. And then, obviously, after this quick conversation, Nashta has been totally won over and starts revealing information of her own. Of course. Such as, I was at the Boonta Eve Classic that your dad won. I was there. I seen him win the race. You know what was cool? He did it without using the force, even though he had the force. Well, he was an untrained nine-year-old or eight-year-old. He didn't know how and probably did anyways, instinctively, which I think is implied in the story. So that doesn't make a lot of sense unless it's just a bad perspective from somebody in the audience 40, 60, 50 years ago. Uh, A while. But what kind of species is this lady? Han's like, I don't believe you. And Leia's like, I do believe you because I want you to think I'm your friend. So she tells us about little Annie's race, but why? Why is she telling Leia this? What are we meant to get out of this right now? Because it's literally just like a weird non sequitur, you know, where they're literally talking about the present and her children. And then, I mean, she's talking about her dad, I guess, but like the context of what she's saying, she's like, and you know what? I was impressed by him not using the force in that race. So I'm impressed by you and who knows? You could be full of surprises. What the hell is this shit, Troy? This is some clunky ass shit out here. Yeah. It's... Is that why this chapter's so short? Because you couldn't make it make any sense?
1: It's a little weird.
0: It's it's clunky, like it's clunky. And here I am, all this time. Reflecting on these books, like, oh, Troy Denning was the was the best of all of them every time. Like maybe not every time, but maybe some of them were super dope. But like this is this is a clunky chapter. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a little everybody's best friends now okay that's fine maybe maybe it has something to do with like this is the moment when he won his freedom or something like i don't i don't know how i don't even know why i'm saying that because i don't know how it even uh, <laughs> pertains to this text i, I
1: know that she asked uh, like what species are you because you look young but i can sense that you're old yeah and you're telling the truth and, stuff and like she's just and she didn't answer that so mm-hmm. maybe she's like being a little bit honest revealing a little bit of herself yeah kind of i don't know it's it, just in a weird spot this is a weird chapter
0: and either way now in the in the in the galley of the of the millennium falcon we've made a new best friend with another assassin yeah and we know this because they share a meal with her how do they share this meal well she grabs the steak yep And she squeezes all of the blood out of it into a glass, drinks the glass, and squeezes the next steak out. And now they're best friends. And we're left with that. As we wait to find out what happens next week. Will Luke and Mara find Ben? Will Jaina show up again? Will Jason arrest his murdering terrorist parents? Find out next week. On Forever Canon, when we talk about chapters 13 to 16 of Book 3 of Legacy of the Force, Tempest. I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Lame. Bye. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.